guys hello and welcome back i'm jojo fraser it's time for a mojo injection episode 143 the weeks are flying in it's almost december as i record this slow down 2021 please but it's hard right because life can be fast i today was speaking on bbc radio and literally they were running over and i had a minute to cram in a motivational pep talk that I would normally do in about an hour and I'll let you hear a little snippet of that. Do you know, it's just simple things for me. I was heckled at school for being too happy and I used to be ashamed of my smile because it was weird for being happy but I realised that that was kind of like my superpower so being able to make people happy through my speaking work and my writing work and getting that mojo. I call it mind versus mojo. So the mind can be so nasty, right? And it can pull us away or we can be too busy being like a yes person or a people pleaser and we're not having time to get grounded and to get into that like... So the mojo to me is like that inner child, you know, when you're jumping on the trampoline, the ego's not too high, you're not caring about what other people think, you're singing like no one's, you know, uh, listening, you're dancing, you're twerking, and you're in the moment, like you're fully, you know, when you're there, and you're like, oh, I'm shaking, and you're not thinking about, you know, you're shaking, you're twerking, you're moving, and you're just having fun. But it takes effort and sometimes a choice to do that, to actually say, right, I'm going to schedule this in like my life depends on it. I'm going to have an hour in the house dancing with the kids or I'm going to go and jump in that cold water because it makes me feel really good. And it's embracing that inner kid that never goes anywhere. Like, the mojo's always in there, but we just need to wake it up. It's so often in the life. It's just so busy and we... It's so easy to not be mindful and present, so you actually need some techniques or some reminders of how to get to that place daily. Jojo, good to speak to you this morning. You've left us on a high. Thank you very much indeed, Jojo. Did you hear how quickly I was talking there? Like, ba 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 ba, trying to get in as much as possible. And sometimes in life it can feel like that. You're you're going so fast, you're trying to do it all, you're trying to tick it off, you're trying to finish everything and that list never goes away so just a reminder to you to get still and I'm talking nice and slowly now because I'm not in a rush not on live radio um get still get out of your mind this week every day if you can into that mojo be kind to yourself and they say happiness has been in the moment right and I remember before I took unwell and had my own little crisis that you know, I was happy, but that groundedness, you know, just remembering that, as we've said on here quite a lot, it's good to be happy, but not to get too high, to have that balance. And we're really going to be talking about that this week, talking about balance and groundedness, because there's so many things that can take us out of there. And I just found this week so fascinating. So let's introduce our guest and talk a little bit about this. So I've got Boomi, Dr. Boomi, how cool is that name? Dr. Boomi Aboba, um, who is on this week. And we are talking all things addiction. So Boomi is a food addiction coach and a leading authority on food addiction, helping clients achieve a healthy relationship with food to meet long-term goals, health goals. Um, her work covers the full spectrum of disordered eating, including overeating, compulsive eating, emotional, emotional eating, which coming up to Christmas, and other associations. I can't talk other associated patterns 
Dr. Bumi is also creator of the R4 method, a food addiction certificate to support nutritionalists, nurses, teachers, health and fitness professionals, dietitians, and medical clinicians to help their clients achieve long lasting results. She'll be running seven day self care retreats for clients suffering with food addiction. And she's going to be the author. Well, she is the author of Craving Freedom, a new book for those wanting to build a healthy relationship with food. And that's out on the 1st of December. So Boomi has loads of knowledge and experience and it was just lovely to get to hear her story, more about the work she does and thinking about, you know, what would be your thing? What's your vice? What's the balance with that? We can all easily become addicted to things. And I just find this a really insightful conversation and I took lots from it. So I know you will too, guys. So let's get slow get mindful, jump in for a mojo injection and feel lighter. Let's get Boomy on. All my love to you. Mm. Hey, whoop, whoop. Welcome to Time for a Mojo Injection. Thank you so much for inviting me on. I'm, I'm excited. Oh, I'm so excited to speak to you. And I think this time of year when it goes live as well, I, I find... Um, you know, emotional eating and, and the thoughts around food. I am like, uh, so I was hypnotized a while ago for my book. And it, what came up yeah. was I love, um, I eat when I'm happy. I eat to celebrate. I've got, yep. all, it's, it's not a negative thing for me around. No. Food, but I've always struggled with, you know, they say everyone's addicted to something. And yeah. it's hard because everyone has to eat. So it's not like you can dabble with it and stop. Like, so I think yeah. so people struggle with emotional eating. And I just think it's fascinating the work you're doing because it's like Thank a new thing, you know, we need more strong voices like yourself. So oh, brilliant! I'm, I'm really excited to talk more and to talk about your book and just give us a, an overview of how you got into being like coaching people for food addiction and how you what made you start training right so this <clears throat> it's not something that I kind of if you'd asked me 15 years ago if I'd ever been doing this sort of I'd have laughed basically um <clears throat> I went through my own struggles um for many many years probably about 20 odd years with alcohol that was my that was my go-to that was my my drug of choice um, and I struggled with it for quite a long time. Um, and I got to the point where, you know, I had to visit a couple of rehabs um, to get myself straightened out. Um, 2008, I called my Ennis Ribulus. It was awful. Um, and I just couldn't go on anymore <clears throat> with it. So there were too many consequences. I was getting really ill and I couldn't stop. So um, went into rehab, came out, and I knew I was going to do everything possible um, everything possible is such a powerful disease but I was just right I next time this happens it's going to kill me so I just knew I had to kind of go all in with anything that I could just grab my hands on just to help me <clears throat> which I did I went to the holistic side I did the fellowships all of that and um and I was doing really well you know and I'm 14 years sober today <clears throat> I was doing really really well yeah but what I latched on to funny enough well, it wasn't funny enough really at the time, it was food. Mm -hmm. So um, at the time, I didn't really have much um, awareness about addiction as such, um, the science of it or anything like that. And I thought, well, I'm not drinking. 
you know, and I started latching on to particular foods, you know, the ones that, you know, you donuts, your ice cream, you know, high in, you know, sugars, carbohydrates, you know, things to make me feel good. As we know, <clears throat> you get your dopamine surge, um, an intense dopamine surge with all that to make you feel really great. So, you know, I thought, well, I'm not drinking, I'm doing really well, I'm latching on to food. But kind of after a period of time, I was starting to realise that my thoughts and feelings around certain foods were it's exactly the same as they were around alcohol you know it was that mental obsession it was that overriding thought in the morning looking looking forward to the day but looking forward to what I could eat yeah you know what I could get my hands on and it was this overriding obsession and it was a compulsion you know slowly it became a compulsion so no matter how I tried to kind of no, I'm not going to have it. No, I'm not going to have it. Something like drove me at knife point. It's like something is like a knife in the back of me, driving me to eat, you know, particular foods. So it became to a point where, you know, I was, you know, if I'd run out of ice cream in the evening, for instance, I'd go out and buy some more, even though I was full, even though it was enough. So it was the non-hunger eating going on. It was the cravings, you know, all of this. And then the side effects for me were things like night sweats, couldn't sleep well, anxiety, which I didn't realise that, um, you know, was a, a, a certain foods could cause anxiety. So there was anxiety. So my mental health was starting to suffer again. There was the weight gain. But it wasn't so much the weight gain. It was the, it was the inability to control, which was starting to frighten me that I couldn't stop, you know, and I was anxious if I didn't eat that particular food and I felt guilty when I did so I was like a, between a rock and a hard place mm -hmm. so I just thought there is something I have to kind of go a bit further because my biggest fear was if I stopped eating the, the particular food I'd go back to drinking right yeah so that was my that was my big that was my big thing so you know I started to look more into it and educate myself um, you know, I'm a bit of a scientist anyway, but just really educate myself into, you know, what is going on with addiction, the reward pathway. And when I started to look at the science, it was like, oh my goodness. So that's why I have no willpower. That's why I'm having cravings. That's why I can't think myself out of this. You know, all those questions were just answered by reading about the science of addiction and the, the brain and neuroscience. So that was me hooked and in, in that way, pardon the pun, but that was me hooked and I just thought, right. Um, so I carried on, I started to help myself holistically and everything else, finding techniques and strategies so that, you know, I could, I think it was probably within six to nine months, you know, I'd got back onto normal, you know, normal eating, you know, feeling hungry, eating three meals a day that kind of thing, you know, combating cravings. And so that was it for a while. I'm a dental surgeon by profession. I retired a while back. Um, I just felt that I needed to help other people because from addictions are very, it's, a, it's still a, a taboo subject, you know, and I wanted to demystify that word addiction, what it actually meant. Um, and it's a science behind it, which people aren't aware of. So I got very passionate about helping people just you know just talking to you know people who are struggling and then um my passion just went into becoming a recovery coach back in 2017 where you know i was helping people and professionals with addictions you know gambling food drugs that kind of thing and food and more and more people were coming to me about food and that's when i decided i'm going to you know do something specializing in this you know, the, sort of the addictive eating, compulsive eating side of it. And 
lo and behold, it just got, you know, really busy. You know, food seemed to be the thing. And for me, it was, you know, a big thing for me because I said it was, you know, it's pivotal for me to keep, keep well so I don't go back to drinking. And a lot of people were saying they were going from start, trying to stop, then they started shopping loads. So it was all this cross-addiction going on. Mm-hmm. So then, yeah, so I decided that, you know, be really good to train health professionals as well mm-hmm. so train others because people coming from their personal trainers from their gps not many not many knew what you know it was about so they came back kind of frustrated and so i thought it might be a good idea to kind of set up a little course for health professionals health and fitness professionals to learn about signs and you know symptoms of addictive eating yeah. and um and do that and it as you say it's all pervasive foods everywhere um and it's 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 the first you know it's a it's a drug of choice certain foods are drugs of choice and and i've, I've always said this you know that since it, even before the pandemic we've been living in a, what i call a self-soothing society mm-hmm. because of the stress levels now and um, because of uncertainty um there's a lot of stress eating going on mm-hmm gambling shopping people are reaching for feel good to you know instant gratifications to make them feel good so we have we have a nation of addicts whether it's gaming (laughs) the phone Mm -hmm. you know that's it's that's that's where we stand so i think you know demystifying taboos i think is very important um but as i said my my interest is in in food Mm -hmm. and um you know how to help people yeah, do you think we're all, addi- everyone, every human is addicted to something? Um, potential to be. Yeah. Yeah, I can't say, I mean, I don't know about the research or anything like that, but, I, you know, and I go by research, I wouldn't say that everybody's addicted mm-hmm. to something. Um, but some people have addictive personalities. There can be, you know, genetic factors, environmental factors you know mental health factors there could be medical factors that you know people you know it leads to an addiction because they've got a, a deficiency in something so there's lots and lots of reasons so i couldn't say, say hand on heart that you know the whole of society has you know got an addictive personality i can't really say that but as i said with the right you know with the right factors you know then you know there's a high chance that people can become you know addicted to certain things yeah, yeah. I think there's always, you know, I'm, I'm such an inquisitive and because I've got to interview so many amazing people and all these things come up, whether it's perhaps you don't even know they're addicted, but it's like, I need to go for a run. I need to go for a run because it'll make me feel yeah. good. And it's like, oh, so you are addicted. But then perhaps things like exercise, we don't notice as much. We just see people out running all the time. But yeah. because they might get injuries and stuff, but it's not perhaps as serious as, say, some addictions, you know, um, because they've got different consequences yeah exercise can be quite addictive yeah yeah exercise can be addictive so when you just said that now that i need to go for it i need to go for it it's the all pervade when something becomes an all-pervading thought Mm. and a mental obsession that i cannot go through the day without having my run or without having that donut without having you know uh, scrolling through facebook for an hour then you know there's a problem Mm -hmm. you need you need it yeah, as you yeah, see, yeah. what you I guess what you would be thinking about if you were sent off to a health spa, what for the listeners, what would be your thing if you're thinking what what where are, are my balances, what's the thing that comes to your mind? You know, what are you 
oh, is it reaching for the phone? Is it what we're going to get for lunch? And can I, and you were talking about the foods that cause anxiety. Are these more of the sort of foods high in fat and sugar, the things we're more like? Yeah. Yeah. So when, when people sort of say, well, food's everywhere. Yeah, food is everywhere. But we're talking particularly ultra processed foods, processed foods. So those are the ones that are high in fat, sugars, carbohydrates. And um, those are the ones that are, are, are pretty lethal. And it's and and that again, it's it's they're 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 everywhere. They're everywhere as well. Ultra processed foods. And you know, those are the ones that cause inflammation, leaky gut, um, all the chronic, you know, chronic inflammatory conditions. I wouldn't be surprised if we could just clean up everybody's eating. You know, so many of these conditions that, you know, men and women are presenting with, you know, could, you know, could, you know, disappear. So, you know, infl inflammatory foods, ultra processed foods are, are quite damaging, but they increase, for instance, you know, dopamine to high levels, serotonin to high levels. So it's like intense. We're talking normal dopamine levels are about 100, 100, like say 100. Um, eating normal foods are about 100 to 150. Sugars and processed things, we're talking about three to 400 level. And that's the same. That's the same level as cocaine, which is three hundred to four hundred. So that's how addictive it is. <clears throat> but as I said, they're they're manufactured because they're cheap, highly marketable. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, there's extreme desirability with a lot of ultra processed foods. The advertising, the variety, mm -hmm. all of that. So it's it's something that I'm 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 very passionate about um, getting out there and spreading awareness that over 50% of, you know, uh, a person's diet now is ultra processed and processed foods in a diet. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's things like donuts or the, the sh I'm thinking of all the shops we see and the things my kids ask for and ice cream parlors, you know, and, and they, they look beautiful and you're like, oh, we'll just go mm -hmm. in and get that ice cream because it's really yeah. nice. And yeah. Or, or we'll go to the or Starbucks, big brands, you know, yeah. getting the Frappuccino. They're on TikTok. So my nine-year-old's like, can we go to Starbucks, mom? I'm like, eh, <laughs> right, what's with that accent? Is that from TikTok? <laughs> it's just so cool because their market yeah. is amazing. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we've got Starbucks where we treat, you know. And then I, I'm like, how do you get the balance, you know, <laughs> especially raising a girl? Um, it's like that balance between looking forward to a treat perhaps on the weekend that's fine that's fine but is it is it a real issue when it's every day where you're needing a treat yes treat? i think so yeah that treat becomes a, a need mm -hmm. you know we go through we go through stages where you know when you start to consume things like ultra processed you know high fat sugar all that starbucks stuff you're talking about but you go from the kind of liking mm -hmm. you know if it continues to the wanting yeah and then to the needing um, so if it's a treat, as I said, you can't, <clears throat> I would say, you know, you can't completely, for, you know, for, like say for a kid, um, you know, it's nice to have a treat. Mm -hmm. And the, what, you, what you could be in the danger of doing is, is if you completely deny treats mm -hmm. that, you know, they could go the other way and start to sneak it, mm -hmm. start to use their pocket money or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. But maybe encouraging kind of non food related treats as good as well yeah yeah totally. that kind of thing yeah so it's just having a nice little balance that that treat on a saturday could be you know a little toy or something like that do you know what i mean yeah treats um, aren't just food 
So it's not, yeah, exactly. It's this conditioning that we pick up, you know, and it's, for me, it was always like, oh, I've done something great, let's celebrate with food, because food was such a celebration in our family, because my mum didn't have a lot of food growing up, so she really made sure she provided and stuff. Yeah. So it's almost having that awareness, isn't it, about your conditioning? And I'm like, oh no, am I doing the same thing to my daughter? I'm like, right, okay, let's go for a little, let's have a wee spa pamper, or, you know, as you say, trying yeah. to integrate other things. Exactly, exactly. And, it's, and there's so many other things that you can integrate, you know, with kiddies. So it's not necessarily food, <clears throat> but most people kind of formulate the relationship with food at, at childhood. So, you know, it is, it is important. Um, that we could cultivate balance and I also say it's all about balance isn't it mm. um, you know not not going to the extreme yeah. but as you said you know with food you could be happy emotional eating doesn't have to be you're down in the dumps you could be happy you know you could be sad you could be you know you could be just bored boredom eating mm-hmm. you know there's boredom eating people in the pandemic who are bored working from home you know the fridge is just around the corner let's you know boredom eating and sometimes we live such busy, busy lives as well that when we have that downtime and we don't know what to do with that downtime, you know, we turn to food as well. That's a, that's another problem I'm coming across as well. Yeah, and it's very much a social thing as well. You know, sometimes sometimes people eat when they're nervous. It's like they're not hungry, yeah. but they're eating all the crisps because maybe they've given up smoking, as you say, or they don't yeah. want to drink as much. It's like replacing yeah. it with the next thing. It's so common. Yeah, but I think that's that kind of enters the realm of like what we call mindless eating, yeah. and it's easily done now, isn't it? You know, you sat in front of the television, you've got your your bag of something, you know, your crisps and whatever, and you just you're not actually thinking about what you're putting in your mouth. You're just doing it, aren't you? Because it's part of the, you know, it's part of the habit. You know, mm-hmm. watching telly, going to the movies, that kind of thing. There's this. It's just so in our faces, isn't it? The advertising is so strong that you know the the food cues that it, it is it's not easy it's not easy but there are there are ways so how, what's the best armor then for people that are perhaps worried about christmas and i know you've got your book coming out in december craving freedom yeah yeah which is great time yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> first of december it's coming out so I'm, I'm really excited about that um christmas is coming i i first of all we kind of tend to, again, with the marketing and the advertising, that we tend to kind of overdo the shopping. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've got to get all, you know, the, the, the tins and tins of chocolates, the Christmas pudding, but it's, everything's in excess. And I just think this is, again, being a bit mindful that before you go shopping, just make a list of what you need, yeah, and a, and a few treats. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go overboard because you tend to find a lot of people probably tend to find in their households that once Christmas is over, that they've got the tins of this and the tins of that. And, and, and so it's just that excess that we don't really need. Mm-hmm. So it's not to buy in excess. It's only one day. You know, if you run out of particular foods, you can always go shopping the next day, that kind of thing. Um, don't buy things that, that trigger you. So trigger foods. So if you're really, really worried about overeating at Christmas or compulsive eating, which is like, I've got to have that thing, then just have a look at the the foods that you absolutely will not put down. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I call them trigger foods, not put down and, and hopefully just take them out of your list. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. yeah there's things that you like and they're really treaty and tasty and lovely but the ones that you just know you're going to have the whole packet you're going to have the whole box right just just take just just take you know just take those out for instance um eat sort of eat still eat your breakfast still get your fruit and your veg in there so always think of balance Mm -hmm. you know think of balance think of you know good breakfast with protein in it because protein kind of reduces your appetite reduces cravings um you know try and stick to the three meals a day and again you know we we do grace through christmas but maybe sticking you know tonight's breakfast then your christmas lunch you know then evening a little bit of something so trying to stick to that trying to stick making sure you have vegetable you know fruit bowls you know around rather than just you know big mounds of sweets and chocolates so it's just getting that again it's just getting that balance in being mindful of you know what what you've bought and what you're putting on the table and you know you're still having loads and loads of fun um what else you know if you're going to a party for instance or an event then maybe have a little bit of something to eat before you go you know there's going to be a big buffet or something have a little something a little bit of protein or something like that just to kind of satiate you so that when you go out there you're not going to go for a binge you can think more mindfully then of what you're going to be eating mm-hmm. and sometimes if it's a real problem for someone that maybe get your friend to fill a plate so like for instance me I would be really you know when I was drinking for instance then I would just tell someone to go to you know the bar and get me an orange juice or whatever in my early days and it's the same that I did with food that if I went anywhere I'd just say to like a buddy friend of mine you know do you mind filling my plate up or yeah. something if it's that bad and 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 doing it that way um but yeah just be mindful just be mindful if you you know you really do have a, a problem and you're going out somewhere you know maybe you have a, a a friend that knows what's you know what's happening give them a call and just say I'm going out da, 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 this is what I intend to do um and sometimes when you set that intention as well that you actually do stick to it mm-hmm. yeah you know what I mean so you know I've got intention I'm not going to over eat I'm going to have a plate and that's it yeah yeah have a little yeah. snack before I go out go go to the buffet go to the event and it's fine yeah you've set those, you've sort of got those boundaries in place rather than just going free spirit and I have that and I have that and, I, and have yeah. that I think if yeah. I cheese board, I'm like, right, stand me back. I'm going to have a <laughs> that and a bit of that. My brothers used to laugh at me for just grabbing chunks of cheese and just eating it. I was like, oh. I just love cheese. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And then you don't stop. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's just knowing what, it's just being mindful of what you know is going to just trigger you to kind of just go mad mm-hmm. and, and just go, right, I'm not going to have that. You know, it's not the end of the world. There's some other lovely things that I can have that are probably more nourishing. You know, and it's not boring. You probably think, oh gosh, it's really boring this. But in fact, you feel empowered, you feel great, you feel you've got through Christmas and you've you've had your little treats, you know, little treats that haven't set you set, you know, your dopamine off the Richter scale. And you're feeling good about it, you know, and you can get to go for your walk and your runs and and that's another thing Christmas Day is that we can tend to kind of blob in front of the telly or something. Mm-hmm. yeah get yourself out for a walk go for a walk in the park that kind of thing yeah move the body yeah. move yeah. the body dance move the body yeah dancing and a walk going 
See, the <laughs> lights is always the way to get the kids out when it's cold. I'm like, let's go and see all the elf lights and stuff. Like, right? Yeah, let's exactly. Or, <laughs> you know, something like karaoke where someone's singing and you're dancing and that kind of thing. So you're just breaking up the day with some, you know, a little bit of activity. Brilliant. And you know what you said earlier about some people have addictive personalities. So what with the research, is that a kind of genetic thing or, or where does that come from if someone's got an addictive personality? It's they- kind of it is it's kind of it is kind of an addictive it's a kind of a genetic factor. Mm-hmm. It's a genetic factor. You'll find um and I'll get the research, you know, out for it at some stage, but with like say someone like a child of an alcoholic, for instance, may be a food addict. It may be food um so you know parents of addictive personalities may do or they're copying again copying yeah so it's not so much addictive personality but you're 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 you know you're being imprinted onto your parent it's kind of like you are copying their their behavior mm-hmm. around food or alcohol or something else so you know sometimes this can be a learned behavior in childhood mm-hmm. and then it carries on and morphs into different things as that person gets older yeah and it's just so many of us don't take the time to get still and think about where we've picked stuff up or perhaps have a look and sometimes you know when you're busy that's the last thing you have time to think about but actually saying right but as you say that keyword yeah. balance, finding the balance um and just but you're correct in the sense that it's, it is in the whole essence really of um, helping somebody overcome something is increasing that mind body connection mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know so this is something that we really don't do as much as maybe we should be doing in society because everything's got more chaotic it busy everyone's busy 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 I sometimes say busy going nowhere to be honest but yeah. just busy busy everything's busy 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 and we don't stop to actually go what do we actually want mm-hmm. you know is this good for me yes you know, let's give like say like one particular technique that i i you know i give to people when they have a craving for something and they really want they really want to eat and it's just a stop technique stop and it's just stop you know take that you know two minutes of breath work do some breath work mm-hmm. you know, do i really need this? this is what i want do i really need it you know and observe your body how do you feel in your body where do you feel it in your body you know is it you, is there something else going on you know what what is it you know, and it just gives you time to pause. So P is proceed, which is proceed, whether you want to pick that up or do the right thing and have something else healthier or just have a drink of water. Mm-hmm. It's just observe yourself, observe your thoughts and, and getting into practice of doing that is really, really helpful. So that's that kind of mind-body connection. And as I said, we're so busy. We, we just, re- we've become the impulse brain is, is bigger than the thinking brain. So the prefrontal cortex, the, the CEO of the brain, the thinking brain is a lot smaller than the impulse, part, the, the reward pathway. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're constantly in battle. Yeah. Techniques like this just slow the brain down so that the thinking brain then can come into action and make hopefully the right decisions. Yeah. So all this is about just slowing you down so that you can start to think. That's why meditation works. Mm-hmm. breath work works because it's giving you that it's giving the brain a pause so that that part of your brain the thinking part of the brain can override the impulse i want this i want that mm-hmm. whether it's sex food whatever yeah. that's um, so an obsession still is that stillness is such a key thing right and you hear people talk about 
connecting with nature and stuff. How do you get still? What works for you personally? For me, crystals. <laughs> crystal meditation. So I love you, my crystals. Do you feel, so I had a couple of Reiki sessions, but at the time I was going through a, a kind of hypomania sense state. I wasn't very well and I, I don't know what was connected. I was very, very busy, but I did feel like when I was going for crystal stuff, um, I was really feeling stuff. So it was hard to know what was the spiritual side and what was my mind. Do you know what I mean? Um, but I do love crystals. Um, and Yay. sometimes I did it like a meditation and um, with the love crystal and other, I've got like six or, or more. And, you know, you could, I could really feel, you know, you put it in your heart space Good. and really, mm. really like stuff flowing in yeah beautiful beautiful feeling i'm so glad you felt that i crystals were part of my kind of well-being toolkit you know going through my recovery and they still are they still play a very very big part for me today um but for me crystal meditation and holding a crystal is like the best for me to really calm me down sometimes it's just 10 minutes it's not you know for, for your audience it doesn't necessarily have to be like, like hours and hours and hours of meditation it's just 10 minute in the morning set the intention you know just clear my hair when i wake up and you know i'll pick a crystal have assortments of crystals and pick one that resonates with me and just hold the crystal and, and meditate and it's a very powerful combination breath work beforehand so maybe do about five minutes of breath work before then get into the meditation guided meditation 10 minute meditation audio my crystal yeah it's funny because someone said to me oh but you've got faith in god you shouldn't be using crystals you know sometimes there's a a, a thing between you know uh people are scared of them because they're they're a bit they're seen as new age or whatever and i've spoken to people with faith that are into crystals and they're like well the way they see it is god made the crystals you know so for exactly people, yeah that's how i see that yeah i see that it's come from the earth i'd rather have somebody feel really well and, and, and get some health you know wellness benefits from using crystal meditation for instance or crystal than taking prozac yeah yeah it's more of a yeah if that works if a crystal works then you know sorry but it's it's i think that's great yeah. and that's connecting with nature it's almost like you brought nature into the house as well yeah so you've got a little piece of yeah, you've got a piece of nature. And, and this is how I, I describe crystals. And a lot of people can think, oh, it's woo-woo and everything. And again, I'm a bit of a scientist. And I just, again, when I started to work with crystals, it was from a friend of mine who's a shaman. And she said, come, she said, I don't want you on medication for depression or anything like that. Let's work on on clearing your aura chakra. And I laughed at it again. I just went, oh, whatever. But I'll come. I'll come. I'll come with an open mind and I'll try it. And I was blown away, wow. absolutely blown away because I was going through so much chaos in my life at the time, but it just felt like I was being supported through all the problems I was having. It just felt it's going to be all right. It's going to be okay. And I felt protected and supported and loved. And I've studied more about crystals and this is how I put crystals have a frequency you know it has a free everything everything that is living and whatever has a frequency and they're quite high frequencies a lot of the, the crystals 
and the crystals resonate with your own frequency and bring you back it's like tuning a radio mm -hmm. so if you are feeling a bit unloved or feeling a bit like you don't love yourself whatever mm -hmm. you know things like rose quartz is the frequency i think it's 520 28 kilohertz you know and it kind of rejigs your frequency back to back to the original blueprint of what love should feel like you know so crystals have different frequencies so that's how i that's how i work with you know with with crystals you know what is the high frequency citrines are great for joy rose quartz for self-love and love of others amethyst was my favorite one that was the first one i i picked up and that was just for focus and calm and you know clarity so i'm a big believer in crystals so if you look at the scientific side of it you know the scientific bit then it kind of marries the spiritual bit as well. What if you're really, really happy and you use crystals? Can the frequency take you too high? Oh yeah, I think I think it can. I think it just kind of disconnects you from. You're not living in your body then. I think. I yeah. think it's up there, and that can be quite dangerous. Yeah, that can be quite that can be quite yeah dangerous. That you, you need to come back into your body. Yeah, because I was yeah. really happy when I got into it all and it felt amazing but I did like come out of the body quite a bit and uh, it was quite scary you know so for me like I don't want to be scared though I was saying having a fascinating conversation the other day after a cold water swim and I say I don't want to be scared of my spiritual health and my connection and feeling all this incredible stuff um, yeah I don't want to be scared of it uh, but it no I think it's it. something yeah I, I feel that you're again when you increase your kind of mind body connection you intuition you know what's good for you and what's not yeah and you know i think we are bodies in a spirit that we're all spirit that we're all we're all of spirit really and Spiritual you know, beings having a human experience that's what they see right exactly yeah so that's how i see it. some people say the spiritual i think well we're all of spirit we're all of spirit don't matter yeah. and we're all experiencing it differently we're experiencing this earth plane differently yeah. Um, but uh, I, I love crystals and I said, you know, anybody out there who, you know, is interested in, you know, having some well-being benefits from them, just go into a crystal shop, have fun, mm -hmm. you know, have yeah. fun and see what resonates, what you pick up, the things that you're attracted to are usually the ones that want to work with you mm -hmm. um, and, and read about it and have fun, you know, it's going to have fun, no fear, yeah. you know, if you feel something's a bit too much, then, you know, you just remove it. But yeah, it's fun, but it's all part of well-being. Yeah. And again, it's about fun and being a child again and, you know, looking at the different colours and whatever. And, and just getting that child back, get that fun, fun bit back. Yeah, and not being afraid of it and not thinking there's evil or, you know, you hear all these different thoughts. Oh, crystals are evil. The Do you know? And it's... No, they're not. It's from nature. Yeah, nature. Nature's, nature's magic. Nature is incredible and it's connected. So for you, it's interesting what you were saying about antidepressants and medication, because I just did a big piece on that and had a lot of feedback. And um, it, did you come off or are you still on anything? What's your thoughts about? No, I didn't. I didn't go on anything. Also, you, oh, you I didn't go on anything. No, but my, my, my doctor basically said when I was coming into recovery, maybe to help you along the way, oh. you know, maybe taking something. And, and I just thought, you know what, that's the kind of thing that I would just stay on. <laughs> yeah you'd be you'd get thought, addictive yeah no my personality 
I'm going to stay. And so it's it's not uh, it's not for me. It wasn't a choice. I had to find a way to help myself. I'm not saying that people who are on you know depressants, antidepressants come off them by any means. If they need them, they absolutely need them. That's the end of. But it would help, you know, maybe help with crystals as well. Um, so as a as part of their their wellness armory. Yeah. Oh, if anyone's feeling it slightly, you know, I need a little bit, a bit more self-love. I'm not feeling, you know, clear or calm. You know, trying crystals be, be really good. But as you talked about, stillness is very, very important to bring clarity yeah. and some kind of sense of being on the planet and grounded. Mm-hmm. You know, that's really important. Being going into nature, going for walks, that yeah. kind of thing, connecting with nature. It's like people say they get the best clarity on the beach or, or in cold water or, you know, all these incredible tools we have available or in a meditation with a crystal. Um, connecting to your heart space and really quieting down the critical mind and the, the sort of intellectual mind and everything and just, you know, being still. Like, yeah. Know it's it's so powerful but if you don't don't take that time and i guess it can be scary people are perhaps scared what's going to come up right what's going to come up if it depends what you know how that person's you know mental state is at the time Mm -hmm. you know it may be that they might need support if they feel fearful of what might come up and, and guidance and support um but from general you know for you know people who just want a little bit of clarity about anything in life you know or ways forward you know there's always solutions there if we just still if we just just give our brain some time to just be still and you know i i just believe that we all have time in the day to do it even if it's you know 10 20 minutes give yourself that that gift of you know stillness mm-hmm. yeah. you know to get on with your day really still and, and we were chatting before about sort of a social media detox thing you were doing um and content around that because it that's one thing that can really stimulate the mind and take us away from being still so so what's your thoughts around self-compassion with social media well <laughs> Um, there's a cause coming out I mean for me with social media detox I think we have to look at it as a medium that you know we can tap into at any time we do not have to again it's it's addictive Mm -hmm. you know it's addictive the pings the notifications the let's go on and then it's the it's the comparison you know we're looking at images that are doctored um you know the influencers are having this amazing fantastic time and they look amazing all the time that's not reality Mm -hmm. it's just not reality but it's taking that step back and you know sometimes a good social media detox which is just taking yourself off Mm -hmm. for you know a few days i think it's highly beneficial Mm -hmm. and and just help us get back into the real world again we're, we're plugging into things that aren't real yeah yeah you know and even if they are real it might be just a snippet of that person's life mm-hmm. you know, we don't see what goes on in the background you know you don't you don't know their insecurities you know so things like body image you know it's it's it can be you know crippling for many you know men and women who 
you know, look on there and, 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 and you know, people developed eating disorders and disordered eating by just going, I'm not good enough, I'm not pretty enough, I'm not clever enough, and whatever. And social media is just there all the time. And I just feel, you know, it's time to, you know, take a step back with it, you know, for everybody, just have a break, you know, even if it's just for a few days, you know, have a break from it. Um, and focus on things that, you know, around you that, you know, family and connection and picking up the phone and talking to people, um, that kind of thing. Yeah. Getting back to basics, really. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so important. And it's like, they're so addictive. And you just try, as you say, you know, if you were going to that health spa or whatever, so many of us, you feel the hands twitching. What's happening? Because everything's on there. So it's just that could be realization in itself. Um, and then hopefully you would get to the point where you'd get used to it and then your hands wouldn't twist, twitch as much. And you go, is yeah. it, is it every day or, you know? Yeah. Well, I've got a lovely little course coming out. Um, that'll be the end of November. And it's it's a little bundle. It's like sweet, it's a sweet. And I just thought, let me just do it because there's so many people kind of just hooked on their social media. So it's about how to detox from it. And then it's about body image again. You know, so many people kind of, their body image goes down when they're, they're looking on um, Instagram, for instance. Mm -hmm. And boundary setting, again, you know, our boundaries, because we're not as grounded mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, that our boundaries are starting to go as well. So it's getting our boundaries back, you know, empowering ourselves with good, strong boundaries mm -hmm. um, around life in general and then around social media and, um, you know, cultivating a better body image. I think that'd be, and uh, I'm hoping that'd be really good, but yeah, <clears throat> just simple stuff. I just remember when I was younger, um, back in the day, we, um, <laughs> the telephone was in the hallway. Yeah, yeah. Mobile phone. You know, and I was just a friend of mine the other day, we were the same age, you know, 21 again. <laughs> um, but life was simple, very simple. Yeah. We didn't have social media. We went out in the street, we went and played. You know, we were connected more with our friends. You know, when the phone, telephone went off in the hallway, we'd be like, oh, there's a tell you know, the telephone's gone off, blah, blah, blah. And life was just simple. Um, and I wasn't, we weren't missing anything, you know. And, you know, many who decided to have a little detox for a few days, when they get back on it, they've not missed anything. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's like... You've not missed anything. It's... The news you really need to hear as well, like you, you've got to think about your, your circle, right? Your kind of, your closest circle. Um, they'll get in touch if something's really going on that you need to know about. They'll have your phone okay. number. Yeah. yeah. You would yeah. think, well, anyway, although I'm bad sometimes of just messaging people on social media now because it's just easy. It's like, bum, bum, bum. But you, you know, know what? I think it's, I think, it's got a place definitely but it's, sometimes it's nice to kind of go let's pick up the phone and ask how you are how are you yeah how you doing? have a chat have yeah. a chat yeah people you know. are horrified now of that though because it's like they phoned they, it, you know it, people get used to just, you know what i mean a phone call a phone call <laughs> oh, well, well, well just text got quite lazy haven't we yeah just make a phone call i mean i call a friend every day and see how they're doing oh. and it's really nice because it's it's not I want to see how they're doing, but it's nice. It's connecting, mm -hmm. yeah, and it's grounding. So I think picking up the phone more and speaking to people, I think it's good. Having a chat, yeah. You can hide a lot behind a text or a message. 
yeah. You don't I really like, know what's going on for somebody else. Yeah. I like a voice note, actually. If you think they're going to be in a meeting or something, and you're like, oh, I'll, get, I'll leave a wee voice note, and then I'll get a wee funny voice note back, you know? So it's, it's like the modern yeah. call sometimes when people are really busy, but... But yeah, uh, you're you're so right. We do need to do that more and just have that because we've been missing it so much. You know the connection. Yeah, and that just that gratitude as well. I think gratitude is really important. You know, and grateful to have people in your life that are just lovely, and you know, being able to ring up and express that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's, that's so important. Yeah. This connection, and you know, I really am keen to read your book now, Craving Freedom. I'll put all the details in the show notes. Yeah, we'll do. I mean, Craving Freedom is about overcoming food addiction and it's a very simple, um, the method that I've, you know, created is that from years of my own experience in helping, helping clients, but it's the R4 method. So we're looking at R4 is relationship, reframe, resilience and recovery. Mm -hmm. And it's looking at our relationship with food and ourselves, you know, then reframing because, you know, a lot of people have you know when they walk into you know and start speaking to me they're, they're they've got very negative views of themselves low yeah. self-worth so it's about reframing you know negative to positive mm -hmm. then resilience is is finding those coping mechanisms that suit the individual to help them overcome you know cravings etc and then recovery is you know creating a full plan and a strategy so it's kind of in the book, it's very simple, easy to digest science that people hopefully will understand and that get, oh my goodness, I'm getting this. And then, you know, the, the overview of the strategy and how it's helped and how, you know, I'm hoping it's going to help in, in many sectors, um, you know, of society, you know, whether it's schools, whether it's the NHS, um, you know, that's where, I, you know, that's where I'm, my passion lies as well, you know, educating kids before, you know becomes a problem well that's amazing amazing well keep making a difference and um thank you it's it's amazing it's really been inspirational to hear a bit more about you and and oh, thanks jojo that's in your recovery and i always ask what's a song um, for people's playlists that you like listening to to sort of fire up that mojo waking it up What's the song? Oh my goodness. It can, be a, it can be a calm one that you use with your crystals or it can be one that gets you dancing. It could be one you've heard recently, one you... you, you <laughs> oh, I think it's Happy by Pharrell Williams. Oh, that'll get you dancing, right? And yeah. all the mantras are in there, you know? It's, yeah. That can just... That's, change that's, that. Yeah, that's my, that's more than my go-to. Oh, that's but yeah, there's, there's loads of them, but yeah, anything that kind of just gets me up and up off the chair. Yeah, gets you moving. Yeah. yeah, and I think movement again raises your vibration, makes you feel good. Yeah. You know, we tend to be more sedentary, but just you know, find something to you know, dance to, a laugh to, laugh, laughter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we need to laugh, we need to not take ourselves too seriously. Seriously, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Well, honestly, thank you. Oh, so thank you, Jojo. Keep inspired. Oh, and uh, I look forward to checking out the book and seeing what else you get up to. And oh, thank you. Thanks. So, yeah. Thank you very much. Oh, happy Pharrell Williams. Cause I'm happy. 
I'm shaking it, I'm twerking it like I was saying at the start, guys. Cause I'm happy. Oh yeah, own it, work it, shake around. Oh yeah, baby. Guys, get happy. Get that on your playlist for this week. All the love to you. And we'll see you next week. Mwah.